to a brand new episode of the Traction.gg podcast. I'm Tom, and joining us today is Rudy Van Buren, Porsche Crayo Cup Deutschland driver and R Factor 2 sim racing professional. How are you doing, Rudy? Hello, thanks for having me. All good on this end. And there. No problem. Yeah, no problem at all. It's very good here. Oh, very, very warm. Not that you need to know that, but <laughs> I'm sweating right now. Uh, yes, yeah, so we thought we'd have a quick chat today about sim racing, esports, and then also comparing that to real-world motorsport, as Rudy's very successful in that too. And uh, you might be able to see in the background, he's got his sim set up as well, so covers all the bases. So, um, I mean, first of all, if you could just let our listeners know what you're up to this year. I mentioned at the top there, uh, Carrera Cup Deutschland. I've seen that you finished on the podium this year. Uh, how's that going for you at the minute? Oh, better and better. Taking yeah. off the boxes. Um was lucky enough to make my debut last year despite all the all the COVID right. going around. But it was uh-huh. uh, it was a difficult season which was bunched up in the end of the year, no time for testing, etc. But um this year we're slowly getting there and now, like you just said, getting on the podium. So yeah, getting more towards where we uh, where we want to be, let's say it that way. Yeah. What does it feel like to finish on the podium at Zamvort, your your home track, so to speak? Um well, Monza, I felt like uh, like a win, the first podium. Yeah. Zandvoort right. uh, was bittersweet. It was leading three quarters of the race, so then you should uh, win it as well. So uh, it felt uh, like I, I, won, I won it at Monza. I lost it at Zandvoort, but both the same position. <laughs> I did see that. But then uh, at the same time, it's still an amazing result. So don't beat yourself up too much about it. <laughs> how we need to do it with the team, with the, the way we need to do it. We're, we're the underdog and we're getting there, but still, yeah. you need to grab the chances when you get them. But... Uh, it is what it is. The mistake happened, and that cost uh, cost the victory there. Uh, but what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, I think. So uh, I think last, year lasted, last year it lasted about four laps in the lead in lousy swing in the rain. Right. And now it is three quarters of the race. So there we next go. Step, uh, next step, we get it. <laughs> it's progress, and you can't you can't just win overnight, can you? And uh, it it looks like you're doing an excellent job so far. Thank you. Um, I did actually see. I wasn't going to ask this, but I will do that on your Instagram that you drove a little classic Alfa Romeo recently. I mean, that's very different to the Porsche, right? But <laughs> is it the case that when you get the opportunity to drive something, you're just going to just going to take it because any experience might help? Well, I'm not sure if it's any experience, but my uh, my regular teammate in Germany, Sebastian Glaser, is a big fan of all the all the historic racing, and he invited right. me. Like we're racing in Zandvoort. Um, do you want to try it? So I said, sure. And then obviously everybody has to do, you know, how to drive with three pedals with a gear stick. I'm like, yeah, I did some Formula Ford stuff back in the day. So I'm used right. to that having more than two pedals. Uh, I'll be all right. Old school. Fun. Yeah, old school. Um, and it's damn hard work to drive. Is it? Yeah, we're going about, let's say, 25 seconds slower at Soundfoot than with the Porsche Cup car. But the effort is double. Because half right. of the time with one hand on the wheel, sliding into corners, no power steering. So it was great to have an experience how well basically the car was from 68 um yeah how that was yeah i was probably supposed to be talking more about porsches right but i just saw that and thought that's that's such a cool oh, car right. i bet it's good fun yeah there's, exactly. more, there's more coming this year also with uh, with buggies and european races so oh yeah are you allowed yeah. to talk about that oh yeah i am allowed i am allowed but it will well, happen uh, probably first week in september well okay well we'll keep our eyes peeled peeled for that um Sort of switching to the sim racing side of things slightly. Obviously, this year you've got a partnership with R Factor Two. The big logo for the sim is on the on the bonnet of the Porsche. What's it like uh, representing and working with them? It's an honour. Um, being supported by such a big 
what game sim, whatever you want to call it. Everybody has their own their own. Yeah, game yeah, game controversial. Game. Yeah, <laughs> racing platform. Yeah, it's probably uh, safe safe to say that. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's cool to have the trust from everybody in there to um, to represent them in the sim. Sorry, in the real world. Uh, but also still a little bit in the sim world, helping out quite a lot in the background with physics and so on, trying to get the overlap going between the, the knowledge I gain in the real car, getting that to the physics in our factor. So there's quite a two-way street going on, yeah. but down the line, it's uh, it's really cool that they uh, they offer the support now for two years already. Yeah, that's uh, brilliant. And um, it shows that just how the, how much they believe in you, I suppose, as a driver. It's good validation of that. Yeah. Uh, when, when it comes to... Uh, yeah, the game or sim world and and the real world. Um, what are the key things that are like transferable skills? Uh, you know, you obviously sim race a lot. You race in the real world a lot. Uh, do they both help each other? Yes. Yeah, I always tend to say that one will never replace the other, but it does make each other stronger. Yeah. There's plenty of stuff you can run through the same before a race weekend, and there's also plenty of stuff you can't. Um, with the same, you have the unlimited practice. It doesn't matter if you do 10, 100, or 1,000 laps, you get them. Well, in real life, most of the time, you have two laps because then the tire mileage is already trying yeah. to eat on your pace and so on. So it's a completely different atmosphere in. Um, but like like I said, definitely there's things that, as in race preparation front, getting the flow of the track, all these kind of stuff, There, there's overlap. And in the end, it's still a wheel and two or three pedals. Um, <laughs> just in real life, there's the, the forces, the fear, everything that comes in play. Yeah. And um, do you still use it on a regular basis to practice for certain events, for example? Yeah. Not on the tracks that I really know. Um, because yeah. uh, this year I'm quite busy with coaching in the sim. And it's quite difficult to then, let's say, jump in the sim for fun. Because I'm either busy with the racing, with the coaching, and to then take the extra step and let's say be this guy that does two or three hours of sim racing every day. That's difficult. Um, I won't say I'm daily in the sim, but at least right. three or four days a week. Right. So it's still, it's still useful to, to stay sharp yep. and in the zone, but it's not like hardcore every single day, right? No. Nope. Are you um, still following esports? Do you, do you watch any? Yeah. Um, and if so, you know, what, what, what catches your eye at the minute? Well, I think I watch more than people expect, even when I'm in yeah. the hotel or something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm obviously still part of Team Redline. So then in yeah. the Discord chat, you see stuff going on, races uh, yeah. happening, and then you go, you you kind of watch the big races when you can. Mm. Um, so I'm, I think I'm pretty up to date of everything going on. Nice. Um, like I watched the first race of Formula Pro. Yeah, what do you think to that? I think it was surprisingly good. Um, yeah. Were you not tempted to try it yourself? <laughs> I did, but it's just it's just a lack of time. Yeah. Um, and then I'm then I'm in the position where I say I either do it good or I don't at all. And in this yeah. case, then I opt for the don't at all. Um, if it would have been winter time, I would have done it 100%. I think the cars. Yeah. Great. I'm not sure about the racing just yet. Spa looked promising, but it's Spa. So I'm curious yeah. to see what happens to Silverstone if it becomes a train again, or that they can actually fight. But for now, it uh, it was good. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Just might be track dependent. Certainly, the car is a bit of a handful, sure. and that might be um, provide some good good fun racing. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, um, obviously, we've touched upon sim racing and your current uh, season there. But let's rewind the clock a bit for those who don't know. How did it all started? Where where did this passion for for motorsport and racing come from? 
very very early age um, yeah. as far as i can remember from the moment i got my first bicycle or um how do you call this not the go-kart but the one you pedal yourself I don't oh, okay know. like a pedal car or something yeah, yeah that, sorry that's the word i'm looking for that's everything right. was about doing laps and around cones and racing and all these kind of <laughs> things so it was kind of natural that i got a go-kart for my eighth birthday not as wow. natural that it's normal but yeah. it could be in the line of expectation yeah. where if you're in a racing family and my dad used to race so um oh yeah but it's on my eighth birthday did go-karting till my 16th tried to take a step into car racing which wasn't possible at the time mm. jumped into sim racing well here we are yeah so i think you did did some karting you might have, did you win a championship in the early days in yeah in Netherlands? belgium championship and some nice local leagues whatever you want to call it yeah but then i suppose making the jump further is i don't know if this was the case for you but it's certainly not cheap and uh, it can be quite difficult to make that next step yeah, but that, for you sim racing things. There was multiple things going on which made me uh, made me well let's say stop the racing real life right. career at the time. Um, it was good okay. as, it, as, it, as it was at the time. Sometimes someone needs to pull the plug, and my parents did at the time, mm-hmm. um, and therefore you get other stuff sorted. There's yeah. plenty of examples of people that try to hang in there too long, double mortgage, all these kind of things. Yeah, uh, mine opted to say time to focus on school. Yeah, um, and so I did. Uh, and sim racing was a, a clear replacement for me at the time for the racing. Yeah, what what was the first sort of sim platform or racing platform that you have, you know, you can remember really getting into? GTR2. Ah, yeah, good one. We, um, we, back in the time in Holland, we had these rental places for either DVDs or games or whatever. And yeah, I, yeah. I have a very short amount of focus on a game normally. So I tended to rent games, play them flat out for two weeks and then bring them back instead of buying them. Because renting was like a few euros or yeah, whatever yeah. we had at the time. Um, those were the days. Yes, those were the good days. <laughs> then I didn't know what other DVDs were at the time. I had no yeah. idea. 16-year-old, um, so yeah. not that far at that time. But um, GTR 2, ran into it, played it on the keyboard and thought, damn, this is cool. Sounds yeah. cool, looks cool. Uh, I need a wheel for this. Well, uh, did my, my my local job until I had uh, had enough money to buy a wheel, put it on the desk. Well, you know how it goes then. New PC, new this, new that. New and there you go. <laughs> yeah, it can certainly build from there, can't it? Yeah. Um, and, and obviously from there, you've, you've got really into it. How did it culminate in being on World's Fastest Gamer? Well, this is like eight years after that. So yeah. I've had my time in GTR 2. Uh, live for speed a lot the first years. <laughs> oh, uh, me too, with the keyboard uh, as well. <laughs> no, 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 I was full on wheel, but oh, okay. so much live for speed in the time <laughs> to the point where my parents said, uh, Don't you have friends or something? That's the amount of amount I played. Um, then it became Racer 7, R Factor 1, R Factor 2, I Racing temporarily, yeah. um, and then back to R Factor 2 when yeah. that really got their feet on the ground. And well, at that point, World Fastest Gamer came around opted to take part and well the rest is history yeah for those who don't don't know i mean it's not really a spoiler at this point right but you did win that (laughs) and you obviously that was a big uh, tv series at the time it was quite pioneering uh what was it like being part of that big production and then becoming the mclaren uh, simulator driver it was it was overwhelming at first yeah um you get to a mclaren factory which is really really detailed to perfection yes yeah you can you can still see ron dennis's uh 
his hand in that whole facility. Everything is done to ultimate perfection. Um, you get to see around, you see the cars, you see the people, you get to meet the drivers, and then yeah, it's it's overwhelming at first, but you get used to it quickly. And then I think from the second day onwards, the focus was how do I win this? <laughs> how did how did you win it? You know, was it was it uh, extra extra practice, ultimate focus, skills that you'd learned from? Uh, well, the, you know. the thing was like half of the pre-races there on site, we had twelve people, and every they were like this Christmas tree thing, a drop off. Um, and half of the first rounds was i racing, and at the time I was well, still at the time, so right now as well. I am not a i racing pro. <laughs> But we raced the Williams Formula One car at the time, which was at that moment the world championship car, where mm. some of the competitors were actually competing in. So before we even started, I knew like I'm screwed in this. Right. So then I decided, okay, I need to be as close as possible to them because the, the people with the knowledge here about the game know that they have more knowledge about the car. And that was the initial um, strategy from my side. Do good in the media, do good in the fitness be as good as you can be in the platforms you're not familiar with and then strike in the, in the R-Factor one. And, lay, and definitely later on when we got to the, yeah. to the real simulators, which has nothing to do with anything we play at home. Yeah. Are they really that different, the, the actual um, F1 team simulators to, yeah. to some of the platforms? Yeah. If you're, I think by now the home sims have caught up to like Formula 3-ish teams, but not in, not in detail. Like the, the the basic feel is there, but the Formula Three teams go more in detail. And then higher up, it's it's a different league. The the the, the higher up really? the rank you go, the more difficult it becomes to drive. Yeah. Oh, I would love to try one, but at the same time, I wouldn't want to be uh, embarrassing to myself there. So. Well, I don't know if it's embarrassing. <laughs> I'd call it a reality check. That yeah, is it? Guys do isn't uh, is not easy. Yeah, I suppose it would make you appreciate it more what they can yes, do for sure. Yeah, and uh, this is a site. Uh, Tangent, I suppose, but speaking of TV shows, I suppose, I see you've been on the, um, what is it, the F1 Cafe on Ziggo Spot, which as someone who doesn't uh, understand uh, Dutch, I, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I follow like Tom Coronel and people on Instagram and they seem like, it seems like a really good fun show. Is, is it? Yeah, it is. Um, it's really this bar type feeling which is going on. Yeah. Um, and by being there more often, you kind of know the guys more. You get more of this chemistry going on, on the table. And uh, it's just good to be a part of it. Yeah, I think that's really cool that you're on like this sort of... Is it on like a... You know, it's on TV, right? It's on the, in, in the Netherlands? Every every Friday evening, 10 wow. o'clock, 10.30 in Holland. Cool. And, uh, well, we just briefly mentioned Formula 1 at the minute. And just for context for people listening and watching, we're recording this just after the, the British Grand Prix, which is kind of controversial. Uh, well, just quickly, you know, we could don't want to get bogged down in that too much. But who do you think will win the, the world championship this year? And are you, you know, following it more than ever? I think that one's easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't need to answer that. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think I think will uh, win the win the uh, title? Well, if you even watch Dutch Formula One shows, then I assume Max. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I am British, so obviously I'm a, a Hamilton fan. But I do think Max will be. He's doing an amazing job this year. Let's put it that way. And uh, what I really want is a, a close fight to the end of the season. I think everyone really wants that, right? Yeah, that's that. If people ask me the same question, you get the same answer. Like um, for now, they both they both will win races. Um, yeah. 
in the end, if you give me the choice, who, who do you prefer? Yeah, well, we know the obvious answer. But as long as it's a good fight, uh, <laughs> exactly, and it's exciting for us to watch, uh, which this this season is. Like for me, it doesn't need to get to the point it did last weekend, but um, the scrap they had before that, let's say that, like with the small stuff at the start and so on. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was exciting. That makes it exciting for all of us. Yeah. Um, so not not Formula One, but let's talk Formula E. Obviously, uh, you were uh, signed as like a, a simulator development driver. Is that M. correct for the Mahindra team? M. Uh, still M. Still M. That's great. So how how is that going? What's the relationship like there? And what, what does the role involve? No, it's actually getting better and better. Um, like it's, it's the same with everything. If you go to a new school or a new team or it doesn't matter, you need time with the people to get familiar with them, to know their nicknames, to be able to trash talk with them and to be... Yeah. comfortable around them now i'm quite easy going with new people but still when you're working in such a let's say pressure cooker at the time when you're doing the track support and so on you need to be on the same page with them because when you're on the same page you use less words they know what you mean and you improve bit by bit um this relationship is just getting better and better i'd say um in the, in the initial phase i needed to learn how to to handle with the formula e because we all think this whole regen and so on is automatically, but there's a whole process behind it, which you actually do from the driver's side. Mm. Um, and I'm not going to lie, I got smoked on race pace initially there in the sim. Like quality pace, no issue, because that's in the end, it's sim and you drive it as fast as you can around the track. You just have a lot of power and no grip and walls. Uh, and I don't mean to make it easy with that, but it's an easier path to get quick to because it's more in line right. with what we always do. Okay. But then... You go racing and you need to lift and coast, pull the regen pedal in a certain way, let it go, break. Sometimes you don't even break at a track. Like this, really? this is yes, it's like specific points of lifting, different driving lines, keeping momentum, uh-huh. um, switching between various uh, energy modes during the race, which means that the whole the lifting points change, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's so much to learn up front. This is also why during the season, especially this season, for example, you see Mercedes was super strong initially. And then they come to another track, same car, and they're nowhere. And yeah. I don't mean this to this Mercedes because you see it happening all through the field. But this was the team which was dominating the first rounds with an extraordinary pace. And the last ones, they're struggling. And suddenly BMW is back and they had the other thing around last year. So Formula E is mad in that regard <laughs> with, the, with the preparation. And um, yeah, I can go on and on about it. You see Venturi oh, win oh. the last race. Venturi is a copy of the car from Mercedes. Yeah. Why can't Venturi do it? And Mercedes doesn't with the same equipment. There's so much they try to plan behind strategies. It's, yeah, there's, a, there's a whole world people tend to miss, I'd say. Yeah, I think the next round is in uh, London. I don't know if I can uh, get tickets that to that. It's weird. Be... It's half indoor, half outdoor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and if you see the weather forecast, it's going to be half wet, half dry. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. I mean, that's why I was t- semi-tempted to go down and see it because it's just such a unique and strange track. I don't know if they'll come back uh, another year, but certainly going to be yeah, different. Now, well, basically Freedom Day has been, so I guess it's one big party. <laughs> yeah, that's all we're doing now. We're just jumping yeah. around. No, but I mean, there's no, there's, no, there's no limitation <laughs> on people there. It's right. going to be crowded. Yeah, yeah. So as you saw on the British Grand Prix, it was full house, um, which is good because you can hear the crowd uh, you know, cheering, which is been a long long time since that happened and yeah so the formula e event because it's one of the first events after the the freedom day i think it will be pretty busy and um maybe that provides some extra atmosphere it's good 
Um, but yeah, you're right. You, you hear a lot about energy recuperation or looking after the energy in Formula E towards the end of the race, especially. But maybe you don't fully appreciate or understand understand the amount of hard work and effort that goes into planning that beforehand. And I suppose, as you say, that's probably one of the biggest learning things you've you've got from that experience. Yeah, and especially how to stay quick while doing all of this. Right. Yeah. True. It's, yeah, it's the, it's the obvious <laughs> answer, but it's the it's the difficult bit in the beginning. Does it, is it difficult for you to then come out of the Formula E mindset and go into the the Porsche brain? No. You know? No, just... because when you're Formula E, you can also switch to quality mode. As in, quality mode is in full push. Right. Um, no, it's, no, it's two different worlds. <laughs> As if it would be closer to each other, say, well, maybe it's difficult. But right, yeah. It's, it's so far apart that you just jump in from one to the other. Oh, fair enough. Uh, have you got plans to do more Formula E work then in the future? Or is it just going to well, continue? Yeah, as yeah. far as I know, it continues. We're planning on driving a car soon. So, well, yeah, that's sorry. That's maybe what I should have been asking there. That's kind of what I was alluding to. You know, is yeah. there an opportunity to drive the car? There's opportunity to drive the car without opportunity to compete in a championship. Yeah, let's get, that's let's fair. get that out of the way straight away. There's no hope for a racing seat or anything. No, no, no. If I drive the car, it's to help and calibrate certain things from the simulator to mm-hmm. overlay the two. Um, but there's no intention to end up in a racing seat. No. Yeah, but that will still be cool to test the vehicle. Yes. You know, an actual Seat is made, everything's ready. Yeah. It was supposed to happen last year before COVID really hit. Yeah. Uh, if you go back on my Instagram, you'll find the pictures. Yes, I did see that, yeah. It's in the car. There's no issue. Um, <laughs> everything's ready to go. We're just waiting for the right moment, which now obviously will be after the season has ended. Yeah. Oh, well, well, good luck, and I hope that opportunity finally comes. You've obviously been waiting probably nearly two years, or 18 months at least, One. for that. It is what it is. Sometimes uh, things take time. Yeah, absolutely. And especially recently, it's been unprecedented times, hasn't it? So I'm sure it will it will come in the end. Um, so just in terms of uh, esports, I don't, I don't suppose you tried the Formula E content within R Factor 2? I did, yeah. It's actually yeah. quite close. It's the same. Is it? Yeah, the, the, the grip level is quite close. Uh, we can argue about the slip angles, but um, <laughs> the, 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 say the lack of grip is truly comparable to the to the real car. Um, yeah. The so the software we use in the um, in the, let's say the Formula E sims is uh, more detailed with the regen, but it's definitely a step in the let's say in the correct way how the real car actually drives. Especially the last update got it uh, got it a lot closer, and I think it made it cool with oh. uh, with the energy saving. Yeah, it's something I'm struggling with certainly, <laughs> but yeah, I'm but enjoying the nothing the... you can't learn. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's time, and uh, I'm enjoying how the cars handle. Um, yeah, well, like I say, need to have enough energy towards the end of the race. Uh, um, and speaking of our fact two again, I noticed that you finished. Was it third GT Pro, one of the GT Pro seasons uh, in 2020? First one. How, first one. Yeah. How was that season for you? Uh, do you enjoy competing in the GT cars? <laughs> Did I enjoy it? No, I didn't enjoy everything. There was plenty of really? ultra scratch, <laughs> which, uh, which got the enjoyment uh, far away from me. But um, I think we made the best out of it in the it end. It can be a, quite a feisty series. There's yeah, some... it was. It was. Um, started off with a win. Then there was two rounds where it didn't click, uh, a crash, a DNF, all these kind of things happened. So third was best I could do in the end. Um but also there, it was already a limited on time. And that was the biggest yeah. issue. Um, 
because all the people that now think that these league races everybody prepares 30 40 laps well good luck you need yeah. to add one zero potentially two which goes into preparation because it's full-time racers which is yeah. fine um but if you can't compete with the same amount of laps up front as in with preparation it becomes really difficult and there's a yeah. There's a point where you say, okay, I either do it good or I don't, like I said with Formula Pro. Yeah. Uh, and the, the first GT Pro series was difficult time-wise, which then resulted in good and bad rounds where I'd say, okay, if I have time, I'll do it again. If real-life racing takes too much time, then that goes ahead and that has happened. So we'll, uh, we'll see. There's something, uh, something cool coming on with the, with the endurance series later in the year, which, nice. uh, which I'll be part of. Oh, Okay. Cool. Yes. Uh, looking forward to seeing more on that. Um, so I suppose in terms of this year, then it's the Porsche Crown Cup that's your main priorities. I've had to say over some uh, esports at the minute. Yeah, I can say it easier over everything. Yeah, over everything. <laughs> yeah. There's so much time and effort in getting this season together that it's main yeah. priority over everything. Um, and then we'll see what comes out of it. Yeah, well, it seems to be going well so far, like we said. and. Um, I'm sure if you put the effort in, the results will come eventually. Um, just sticking on the esports team a little bit, I'd just like you to run through your sort of ideal equipment setup, if that's okay. You know, often we see on traction, you know, people talking about, oh, what sort of wheel base do they use, pedals, monitor setup. What what do you use at the, at the minute? What's your preferred setup? I have Hoesingveld Ultimates. I have a SimCube 2 uh, with a custom steering wheel. I have triple 32-inch curved screens. And a gaming PC, which at the moment has a 2080 Super <laughs> graphic card in it. So nothing super fancy, uh, yep. as long as it's stable. Yeah, yeah. And that, is that the priority for you, stability? Yes, yes I don't know. I'm most of the graphics are on low. I uh, I'm very sensitive to hiccups and everything. So I actually run in 120 FPS and not even 144. Yeah. Uh, drop the frames, or sorry, drop the graphics, um, just to keep it smooth. I hate it when I have stutters. I know everybody hates it, but I'm really, you feel it through the force feedback. I just try to avoid everything, uh, get a bit of overkill on the specs and then tune it down and be safe. Yeah. I think that's a fair fair compromise. And I think that is what a, a fair amount of um, professional esports races prioritize is the smoothness and the consistency as opposed to the out and out graphics. You know, if you get like a big frame rate drop when you go through a shadow or next to a competitor, it's not, yeah. not an ideal scenario. Terrible. Yeah, <laughs> terrible. I've actually had to, last year when when COVID striked in the beginning, we had quite some uh, some big events, and there were two yeah. events where I was so struggling with the computer, I just couldn't get it hooked up. Every time the same stuff at the start, that everything was delayed and so on, um, which in the end turned out to be graphic related as well. That we tweaked right. everything, and as soon as it worked again, the results came back as well. The level is so high; it's in the details. So also, uh, so also in these. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I suppose we're coming to the end of our, our time together, but I would like you to ask a couple of key questions about where you think the future of, of sim uh, racing might go, if that's okay. So in terms of the current simulator market or games or platforms, as we might call them out there, you know, is there anything that uh, you, you've learned from the real world that you'd like to see be implemented better, perhaps, in the virtual world? I think the virtual world would... No, no. I think the virtual world would benefit from, um, first of all, a limited amount of tires during an event. Just these oh, little okay. things put more pressure on events. Oh. Um, so let's say um, you have three sets of tires for your quality in your race, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, 
surprise leaks. Not that, basically um, something which cuts out this amount, amazing amount of preparation up front. I think that would make for a really interesting league. But it's it's really difficult to get this hooked up because if you say yeah. it can be either one of these five cars or ten tracks, people just test fifty tracks. <laughs> yeah. So. Right. But I, it could be that it's just like any track or car in this particular platform. Yeah. It's it's chasing the chasing the impossible, but. Um, I think that will be cool, but there's already plenty of series with fixed setups and so on, which which tame these amazing amounts mm-hmm. of practice hours down. Yeah. Um, and there, one I think that the sim world is getting better and better. Broadcasts yeah. are better, platforms are better, uh, social media is getting better. There isn't that much, I'd say. Get it over. Rain would be nice. Um, yes, that's that's come up a few times. Yeah, rain comes up, but. Um, I would just go for a few more things would make it more hardcore realistic. And if that means uh, okay. no in-game o- no in-game overlays, nothing of this stuff, uh, damage repair cost time, even if you uh. practice, those kind of things. I, yep. I remember we had this in Netcar Pro. <laughs> you, you know Netcar Pro? <laughs> yeah, I've never played it, but I am uh, aware of it. Yeah. You even needed to click a few buttons to start your engine, like click the ignition and then click the starter button. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it had all of the features I just mentioned with the tires, damage, and that was bloody nerve-wracking a race even because there's always this one corner which is on the edge and you need to do it but if you do you're well potentially stuck in the box for 10 minutes on repairs and right it's a really different dimension to the to let's say the race evening well i think a lot yeah the, there is a lack of jeopardy let's say in some respects if you yeah, could just do a quick repair in, okay. yeah exactly so well yeah maybe some uh, some features like that or certain leagues that use certain features that could could improve. Well, it's, it's, it's been spoken about with Marcel before. <laughs> oh well, ones that don't rec- recognize the name straight away. Yeah, who's um, that? Like, the lead in our factor too. I, I yeah. don't know who it is, but um, we spoke about uh, about this hardcore hardcore mode. Right, we, uh, would be possible to implement such. Mm. Oh, in that case, let's see. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. I guess just to finish off, you know, where do you see esports in, in a few and sims in a, in a few years' time? You know, do you think it's going to continue um, growing as it is, and do you think more drivers will use it for for testing and come across into real world racing? Yes, but I think the the, the leap it took last year it won't take again uh, because obviously right. last year every racing driver stuck at home. Oh damn, I need a sim, and we we get it so much drivers, uh, but it will chip higher up the ranks. Um, and like I said before, here in the interview, it will never one won't replace the other, but will definitely um, make each other stronger. Yeah. You will see fluctuating amount of drivers going around, especially in the winter time. More people will jump into the into the sim, and I think that will be more and more. Teams appreciate the sim more and more as prep, um, and the games will obviously develop. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and especially like you say, in winter time, I think at the minute a lot of race drivers who were. Uh, racing virtually last year when they couldn't rail race they're sort of stopped for now or pause and they're sort of focusing on the season but uh, I will expect to see like a few rail race series come back with more esports events over the winter time right because yeah, for sure. I think a lot of people got into it for the first time last year and that can they need to carry that on that momentum so that'll they be will. good to see they will nice okay well uh, I think we'll call it an end there Rudy thank you very much for your time thank you I think what we'd like to say, everybody listening and watching, wishes you the very best of luck with the uh, Crow Cup Deutschland races for the rest of the season. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure you'll get the win. I'm going to predict you're going to get a win. So um, that'll <laughs> be try. nice. We yeah, and, 
And the next round is in Nürburgring from the 6th to 8th of August. Uh, so but, keep your eyes peeled. Uh, that is a small disclaimer to the Nürburgring one. Obviously, in that area, stuff going around at the moment, which are yeah. way more important than driving exactly. cars. So I'm not sure if the race will go ahead. Uh, yeah. I would understand if it doesn't, because in the end, it's a multi-million dollar circus that comes around to drive laps on a, on a track. Well, mm. there's people that don't even have trousers anymore, which yeah. Yeah, I kind of feel for in a way. Like it feels almost feels wrong to be there at the time. Um, yeah. But we'll see. It's, okay. it's really bad what's going on there. But if that doesn't happen, I'm sure they'll move it to a different date or track. Uh, we have three more races to go, that's for sure. Um, and where that will be, we'll see. Yeah, well, like I say, we wish you the best luck. And that's a very good point there. I wish everybody in Germany all the best as well uh, with what's been happening over there at the time of recording. So um, thank you very much, Rudy. Uh, you can always, if you're not, if the race is postponed, you can always fire up the sim and put some arrows in there, I'm sure. And uh, for everybody listening, please do uh, like and subscribe on YouTube, follow and subscribe on uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's free and it just helps out the podcast. Uh, follow us on uh, social media at TractionGG. What's your social media handle, uh, Rudy, so people can follow? At Rudy Van Buren. Really simple. Yeah. Nice and easy. That's on Twitter and Instagram, correct? No, Twitter is actually RV Buren. But oh, do we, we still use Twitter nowadays? it's a booby trap when you open it during a formula one race i couldn't help myself to yeah up. yeah so fun times yeah. all right thanks very much we'll see you Thank next time you. ciao ciao Thank you. thanks